This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy Ott, along with professional gambler Randy McKay. Yes, indeed, Randy is doing very well this year, 21 and 12 uh, overall. Happy Thanksgiving to you, big dog. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody out there. And uh, yeah, it should be, a, it's always one of the funnest uh, weekends of the year. Ah, uh, this is a great weekend. I mean, even if. You don't particularly love World Cup. I mean, I wish it was in the summer, but at least it's in the mornings. You got great holiday uh, week basketball games, college basketball. A buddy, Maui Matt Humans, you know, saw a great one last night in uh, Arkansas and Creighton. Uh, Great great matchup between Arizona and Creighton tonight. Um, You got uh, more football than we've ever had on, uh, on Thanksgiving Day itself. And then the best college schedule that you'll have all season long because it's rivalry week. Reno wins in a rearview mirror. They're in the they're in the rearview mirror and they play in football for real with with uh, more in a line. And as we inc- uh, increase the uh, increase the uh, the playoff, more of these games will have ramifications. So we still have a lot of those uh, out there. Anything I know we're, we're dealing with uh, NFL, but Randy, any special handicapping angle when it comes to rivalry games in college football? Uh, rivalry games, you kind of, especially if you're looking at the dog side, you probably want to look at it maybe a little early because that uh, is kind of out there that uh, the rival team usually is a more motivated team in this situation. But it hasn't, you know, lately you kind of got to look, you know, there's not natural rivalries really in the college football. There is still a few that they play for those big trophies like we got the Axe Battle in, in uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin. And uh, that's been broken up some. Some were last week. We uh, talked about that as well. But usually if you look at the underdog side, you probably might want to get in early. And then the favorite side may be late. you actually opposite of what you normally do. Okay. And it's, it's kind of that situation in the as far as things have gone lately. So, so the public has gra- uh, kind of gotten with it that the underdog is – more of a live dog in rivalry week than just in most weeks. And and for obvious reasons, you know, um, that's their bowl game. That's their last thing as opposed to the favorite way, hey, have a division or conference championship on the line, a bigger bowl, a spot in the playoff, a conference. You know, there's a lot more probably uh, at stake uh, for uh, those teams. So interesting because I've you will see it. And Randy, I have never seen this many double-digit dogs win outright in college football. Never. Yeah. And you had a ton of them last week, and you had a bunch of near misses uh, as well. So 
I mean, Georgia Tech wins as a 21-point dog. Uh, Indiana wins as a double-digit dog. Um, you know what? Uh, Illinois was extremely close. Navy up, what, 16-point dog against Central Florida. I mean, we can go on and on with some of the big dogs uh, that cashed outright. So those money line parlays and multi-legs, I love when we were having dinner in Baton Rouge and the, uh, the guy shucking the oyster says, I love taking four or five teams. And you're like, you know, with every leg, you decrease your odds. <laughs> so uh, the Three teams or below is, is what I would advise to anybody that's doing parlays. Uh, you'll, you'll have better long run results. Let's put it that way. Uh, do you so when Bet Rivers throws out those odds boosts on parlays and stuff like that, that's worth it to kind of stretch it out a little bit? Oh yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely do those. Do all those odds boosts, especially if it's twenty five I think they do what, twenty five percent or more usually. It varies. It varies. Yeah, them are all pretty good. Yeah, put in the you know, whatever fifty, one hundred max, whatever they do, definitely do those. Definitely uh-huh. do the boost, definitely do all the free bets. Free bets, I always recommend doing a dog on a money line. Because you get the best value because you don't get the free bet money back. Right, right. There you go. Uh, the little tricks of the trade allows you to uh, uh, stay away from g- uh, being gamefully employed. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, no, he's, uh, he's, he's good. I've, I've learned a lot uh, in the, uh, the year and a half uh, since I've no- I learned Randy. There's no question about it. All right, Big Turkey, let's get right to it. you got two Turkey Day games in the NFL. Let's start with the first one, a 12-30 Eastern kickoff down in Detroit. And this line is toggling, as they say, going back and forth. Um, The Bills go into Detroit and win. They get backdoored on some of the lines. Depends on when you got it. If you bet it when the game was scheduled in Buffalo, you got the plus eight and a half. If you... If you got it uh, late, you uh, you covered minus seven and a half. Funny how those things work out. But now Detroit is on a three-game winning streak. So they're playing hard. They always play hard on uh, on Thanksgiving Day. It just doesn't seem to work out all the time. But this line is going from nine and a half to ten in the last hour or so on Bet Rivers. Uh, you're looking at uh, the homestanding Lions here. Yeah, this is a rare situation where you get a hot Lions team coming in, like you said. And uh, usually they play hard always on Thanksgiving. Over the years, I've taken them more and I've bet against them because you usually get the extra, you know, I call it a point, point and a half Thanksgiving line. And you'll see that in the next game too with the Giants and the Dallas. That, that actually is maybe a little high as well and getting higher. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you see the little Thanksgiving bump. And I, I definitely think this is a good spot to take the Lions. I think they can control the ball a little here and keep uh, Buffalo's offense off the field with Swift and and their good running back Williams, who's been scoring a lot of touchdowns right. too. Goff's had a pretty good year. You know, he threw away the New England game. He's had you know his. You look at his stats are right up there with anybody's, and he's took taking care pretty good take, taking care, pretty good care of the ball. So I'm pretty uh, happy with that. He did lose Hawkinson. But you got this uh, this receiver, St. Brown. He looks like one of the better receivers in the league this year. Yes. And when he's played, there's been a couple games where he didn't play, where the offense has struggled. But he's in there on uh, uh, tomorrow. And uh, when he plays, that offense is different. I see a big, you know, this game is going to be a high-variance game, in my opinion, high-scoring. And with the Detroit team, that always the back door is open with them. And they're very good at covering. 
I definitely see the Lions plus 10 being a nice play here. Their defense has even improved a little bit, but it had to. It was really, really bad. You know, they put in a different game plan. You know, Jerry Gray's their defensive coordinator is kind of under fire. Might lose his job, but uh, yeah. And then you go in, uh, you look at the Buffalo side. You got the Allen issues. I think he still has some issues with that elbow. You see a different game plan usually from what we've seen from Buffalo too. They're they're, last week they ran the ball a lot more, and Allen doesn't do those fixed runs anymore and not many RPOs. So they're doing a different game plan that leads to a better line for the dog, in my opinion. You know, when he's Josh Allen doing everything, that's a dangerous line. But when he's limited Josh Allen, which I think he still is, and then you got the travel issues as well with the all the snow they had to play in Detroit, go back come back, you know, it just all sets up for a nice bed here at plus 10 with the L-Lions. I, I, I like it uh, as well, uh, Randy, because you touched on it. And Josh Allen, I was I was interested to see how they would, how many design runs they would have in the first game against the Rams. I'm like, this is too much. But, you know, this is a franchise quarterback. It is, you know, it is over without him. Um, but, they their running game they just cannot find the right recipe to get anything out of their traditional running game in the running backs but since he was hurt and he was questionable zero design runs the last two games as you said those RPOs as well kind of taken away from that so and their higher percentage of the plays are going to handoffs uh, to the running backs so they are playing him but with caution and that is that is just not the same team Oh, with Buffalo. I think it's a smart move. I would do it myself. We get to the playoffs, it's third down, game on. I mean, we need Josh Allen to run the ball. I, I understand that. Same, similar type of approach with Shanahan does with Debo Samuel. Runs him way more in the postseason than he does during the regular season to try and uh, a little load management approach. But, yes, I agree. Lions coming back home, um, coming back home with a three-game winning streak. I think they're a real live dog as well. Nine and a half for ten, again, going back and forth uh, there at uh, Bet Rivers. Um, the, the late game, the primetime game on Thursday night on Thanksgiving, the Minnesota Vikings against the New England Patriots. Vikings are two and a half and 42 and a half as we speak at Bet Rivers. Yeah, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk more about the total in this game. And, uh, of course, my survivor pick last week survived with uh, New England on the punt return. Oh, you were risking a tie on that one. We, uh, we gambled a little bit, and he said this is the week to get rid of New England. Uh, you know, it was uh, you know, Jets have struggled against them. They dominated the Jets, should have won the game very easily. You know, they only had two yards of Jets in the second half. Ooh. And the Jets should have been better at punt coverage. They, that was their ninth punt. You would have thought they would have been a little smarter in punt c- coverage and maybe even kicked the ball out of bounds. If I was a coach, I wouldn't have kicked the ball in play there. But uh, we got the lucky break. And I talked about a second-year coach against Belichick might make a mistake. And that came into play. So that was very good for us. Last week, I didn't have a sleeper under. This week, I do. Everybody's going to be filled up with turkey. And I think they can <laughs> kind of take a nap during this one because the uh, Minnesota Vikings has offensive line issues. We've seen them give up multiple sacks last week against Dallas. Very good defensive line. New England brings in a similar Strong defensive line. 
especially with this guy Judon. Came from Baltimore. They got him on the big free agent. He's been sacking quarterbacks left and right. I think he leads the league. And what does Bill Belichick do? And you might even want to look at some props in this game. He takes away your best weapon. Who's who's the best weapon for the Vikings? 18. Jefferson from LSU. They're going to take him away. You might want to look at under catches. You might want to look at under yards. And I believe Belichick, you know, his offense has been struggling. Unfortunately, or fortunately for us, if we take the under, we won't have to worry about Matt Patricia's pencil getting in the way like it did last week. <laughs> I mean, some of his play, they moved the ball from 20 to 20, no problem. But once they got there, it was, you know, delay of game, uh, procedure, holding, whatever, you know, or gets, they got sacked plenty themselves, which the Vikings have a pretty good pass rush. So if they get third down, they're going to be in trouble there as well. And Mac Jones doesn't turn the he's smart, doesn't turn the ball over. He didn't last week. And uh, they can control the ball a little bit on the ground with a uh, Stevenson and uh, Harris. And also the Vikings, one of their main weaknesses on defense is they do not cover running backs out of the backfield. We saw Tony Pollard eat them alive on many situations. And they've done this even when Zimmer was there. They just for some reason, they don't cover the backs on the backfield. And these two guys can catch the ball and do some damage and keep first downs and keep the chains and clocks moving. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this game I is going to have a hard time getting into the 20s. And uh, you guys can fall asleep during this one. Let the turkey trip defend set in and uh, should be a good under 42 and a half. Randy McKay is pretty good at these fall asleep games. I mean, you know, the Colts, Denver, uh, what was the other Denver game? Was it, was it San Francisco? It was another under uh, that you uh, went to. So, I mean, uh, no doubt. So we'll have to see. It'll be interesting to see how uh, Minnesota responds after that seven-game winning streak. All of those wins uh, in one-score games, and it was not a one-score game on Sunday against Dallas. Uh, that's for sure. So I, I kind of like them to bounce back uh, a little bit, though. Uh, minus New England, man, when a team in the NFL, when a team is that that embarrassed, they usually bounce back with a uh, with a pretty good uh, effort. So. Uh, we'll see. That's the late game primetime. Speaking of primetime, that's what it is. Primetime, Randy McKay. Here we go again. Another primetime game. And this one is uh, the Colts and the Steelers. Colts on Monday Night Football at home. Two and a half point favorites over Pittsburgh. Yeah, and I didn't give out the Colts last week on the show, but I uh, ended up betting them pretty strong and, and taking the under as well. I had that in the humans contest. So that was a nice correlated parlay for me. And this game, or this team's getting a little bit of juice here with Saturday, and I really like the way they're looking, how confident they're playing, even though they blew that 10-point lead. Uh, you know, a couple bad, you know, I think Taylor fumbled was a big uh, was the big play that changed that game around. Oh. Otherwise, they could have taken care of the Eagles there. Couldn't get, they had a first and goal, had to settle for three to keep it a one-possession game very late as well. And then you got a rookie quarterback on the road, I haven't been real impressed yet with him. I think he's, uh, you know, still needs some maturing. You know, Pickett, he's never played in this kind of situation where he's got to go on the road in a dome, which they haven't played in a dome all year. On turf, they've only had a couple turf games. That speeds up their team. You know, they do got J.J. Watt, and they got Hayward in the middle, which is going to be tougher for uh, Indy to run the ball. 
So, uh, you know, again, Ryan's got a little rejuvenation here too, and he's been doing it with a short passing game to his big wide receivers, and that'll be an option for them to control the clock, you know, keep Pittsburgh in bad situations. And I believe this line being short is a decent decent enough bet for me to take on Monday night football. You know, I just like the way, especially the Colts defense, I think they got a stronger defense than the Steelers. They got one of the better defense in the league. You know, you got you got Buckner up front. You got many good players. You know, Gilmore in the back. You know, this defense has been dominating. And like I said last week on Matt's show, only one of their games has gone over 46. And uh, I can't see this being a real high-scoring game either. I didn't lean on the total, but I am leaning on the side here with the Colts. All right, Colts minus two and a half. Uh, so, uh, and, and, you know, it's it's been a – a successful recipe, especially uh, against the spread at the college level with the interim coaches. But Saturday's two for two. That's two good efforts. So, I mean, I kind of like Frank Reich. I thought it got away with him last year. I thought he didn't run enough maybe with Wentz when he would uh, had to maybe spoon feed him a little bit more. Um, and, and he probably lost – some clout in the front office when he vouched for Wentz, you know, to replace Rivers. And it just didn't work out the way they have. But their running game all of a sudden is is performing a little bit with the former offensive lineman. Very little experience, but two for two in quality performances, I think, out of the Colts. The win on the road against the Raiders, and, man, they had, the, they had Philadelphia on the ropes and barely lost. Uh, in that one. So, again, Randy's got the Colts minus two and a half on Monday night. Under Minnesota, New England, 42 and a half on Thanksgiving night. And in the first game of the NFL triple header on Thanksgiving, Detroit toggling between nine and a half and 10. Favorite stuffing? Uh, oyster dressing? Uh, what are we going to get you, huh? A little uh, duck it on doy gumbo? What, do you, what, you, what, you, what's, what are you cooking up in the, uh, in the hills, in the mountains up there, Randy? Well, I don't cook. I just go to a buffet usually. But I'm not home. <laughs> but uh, when I'm back in the Midwest, we have a uh, – you know, it's pretty original Thanksgiving, but we have what's called lefsa because I'm Norwegian, and it's like a uh, a sugar bread, and it's a really good bread mix, and uh, that's one of the main things I like for Thanksgiving. I'm going back to North Dakota on Monday for my mom's 90th birthday, so there I'm going to get some lefsa, I think. Well, you need to get some winners, man. Take care of mom, okay? <laughs> we got mom on our side this week. We are in good shape. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Randy. We appreciate right, happy it. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody out there. For Randy, uh, Randy McKay, I'm Jimmy Odd here in the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Reverse Network.